Hey, hey, welcome to Hill Health Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Tanika. So think of this show as a safe space, a space where you can grow, learn, laugh, cry, dig deep, and unpack. I want to walk with you on this journey as we navigate through the many twists and turns in life that distract us from being able to create the life that we actually want. In this show, we will talk about how we can align ourselves with the right thoughts that will allow us to create and manifest. We will focus on your healing, your health, and your happiness. Every week, you can join me back here for brand new episodes that will be packed with advice, motivation, tips, tools, and authentic grown conversation. I want to share with you all the mindset shifts I have experienced over time and how they have helped me grow into the woman I always knew I could be. So let's take this journey together so that we can have the absolute most beautiful experience this life has to offer. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Heal, Health, Happy. I'm your host, Tanika, and today we are going to be talking about being intentional about your happiness. Now, this is one of my favorite topics because so many people don't understand, myself included for a good part of my life, um, do not understand how incredibly important it is to just be happy. The thing about happiness is that it's not something that's right around the corner. It's not attached to something else. You don't get happy when, you don't get happy after, You get happy when you make the choice to do just that. Listen, do you guys remember that song, um, Don't Worry, Be Happy? had a cute little quirky tune and it was basically saying, don't worry, just be happy. That song, I was young when that song came out and I sung it because it was just catchy. But that song was absolutely on to something, okay? First of all, I, I do talk a lot about vibration. Your happiness is a vibration, right? You ever heard of the term, you get what you give. What you put out into this world is what you get back. So if you put anything outside of love, peace, happiness, joy, those are the type of things, then you get the opposite of that. But I can promise you, if you just get in a good space in your subconscious, get in a good space in your mind, get truly happy, like let the excitement literally flow through you, you will, without a doubt, start to attract more things to make you happy same can be said about if you decide not to be happy right you will get more things that will come to you that will make you unhappy and here's why it's a beautiful beautiful gift it is a vibration that we live off and the vibration and the gift is not here to say one way or the other you can only attract good or you can only attract bad it's just that you can attract you're like a magnet right you ever had a bad day and you're angry you wake up on the side of the the bed and you're just upset right the wrong side of the bed and everything murphy's law says everything that could go wrong will go wrong so you get up in the morning And it's just not a good day. Maybe you went to sleep too late. You didn't get enough sleep. Maybe you weren't feeling good. But anyway, you wake up that morning and you already just, you're tired. You ever woke up tired? You wake up and you're tired. That's a a bad feeling, but I've had that before. So you wake up and you're tired and it puts you in a bad mood because now you got to get ready to go to work. 
You gotta go dry, take this drive through traffic and you just don't want to. Today, you'd really just wanna take the entire day off and do absolutely nothing, but that's not an option. You gotta get up, you gotta get your kids up, you gotta take care of your household, you gotta get them off to school, then you gotta get to work. You got a million things to do, right? So you get up on the wrong side of bed, you just you wake up with an attitude. So the attitude is there as soon as you wake up. And if you notice that as your day progresses, as you go through traffic, now there's a traffic jam. Now there's somebody honking the horn at you. You get to work and all of a sudden your coworker got an attitude or you and her get into an argument. You call a family member and they're not in agreement. You argue with them and you realize you, see, you, you leave work and you go get food and the guy that's serving you is being a jerk, right? They don't want to be happy. They don't want to be nice to you. And, and you look back at your day and like, oh my God, everything has gone wrong today. I've been arguing with people all day. I sat down to have my lunch and it spilled on my on my blouse or on my dress or on my pants. So that happened. And it's like you can end your day with literally story on top of story on top of story about how that day just really sucked. And what we forget or what we're missing is that even though it wasn't intentional, right? Nobody intends to have a bad day. Nobody wants to have a bad day. Nobody wants to be unhappy, but we do choose it. And sometimes we do it unintentionally. We don't mean to. We want the opposite, but we are doing the opposite of what we actually want. So I'm, I'm, almost, I'm always going to talk a lot about your happiness because the thing is you got to have you got to have the understanding that it's time for you to be happy now. I know the job hasn't come yet. I know the money hasn't come yet. I know the relationship is rocky or it hasn't manifested yet. I know there are problems. I know you're not feeling well. I know you still got a long way to go with your health, but for the sake of the rest of your beautiful life and having a beautiful experience, you're going to have to learn how to choose happiness and be intentional about it. And when I say intentional, I mean, you're going to have to practice happiness, right? I don't think a lot of people talk about that, about how you have to practice happiness. And that looks different for many different people. For me, that's meditation, that's prayer, that's dedicated time with God. That is exercise, that's being conscious of how I treat people, um, that's showing up for myself, showing up for my family, you know, taking time out to make sure I'm good. It's all those things. So being intentional never really looks like one thing for everyone. You just have to find out what makes you truly happy, what brings you joy and excitement, what gets you in a space where you feel humble and thankful and loved and safe and secure. And you got to be in that space as often as possible, as many days a week as you possibly can. Now, like I said, um, I do meditate and I pray and I spend dedicated time with God, but I'm just going to be honest. I don't do it every day. I don't. Weekends are usually the days where it doesn't happen as often because my weekends, I usually try to sleep in a little or the kids got soccer or there's just something right. And so I don't get the opportunity to make this a part of my daily routine on the weekends. So, but I definitely dedicate that time during the week. Um, another thing that I've learned how to do. To, keep, to practice being happy intentionally is just being thankful. Now, I'll tell you a short, quick story. Uh, a few years ago, let's see, my daughter is five. So we're going to go back about six years, six years ago. Um, 
yeah, about six years ago, I started really getting into Wayne Dyer. He's amazing. You can check him out on YouTube. He's one of my absolute favorite motivational speakers. And I started listening to him about this time. And one of the things he said, he talked about just being thankful, being grateful, you know, and having the audacity to start your day by just being grateful. And he talked about the thoughts that we have before bed and the thoughts that we have, you know, the first thoughts that we come that come to our mind in the morning. And so he also talked about how negative thoughts are like literally waiting to flood your mind <laughs> as you wake up. And I experienced this. I did. It was one of the reasons why I started having a different routine in the morning. So I had mornings where I would wake up and as soon as I open my eyes, it's like, here comes a flood of thoughts right just what's coming next what i got to do at work what i have to do today all the things i don't want to do all the things i don't like something i was upset about the night before yada yada so forth so forth and already i haven't been awake 20 minutes and all these negative thoughts have just literally attacked me first thing in the morning right well i started changing the way i wake up in the morning as soon, and I mean as soon as my eyes open, I take a deep breath, and before my feet hit the floor, I say this one thing every single morning, have been, never skip a step since the day I started doing it, is I say, thank you, God, let your will be done. That's it. Thank you, God, for today. Let your will be done. And then, guess what happened? Those negative thoughts they took a back seat to my happiness and to my thankfulness and how thoughtful I became every morning. Now, I noticed that those negative thoughts disappeared probably about a few, a couple of years after I started practicing this in the morning. So I would still say, thank you, God, let you will be done. And then here comes the, ah, I got to go to work. I got to do this, this and the third. But now for the past few years, it's thank you, God, for this day. Please let your will be done. And I am absolutely sincere. And the, the more I practiced that over the years, the more I became entirely and truly sincere, where in that moment, I let go of everything and I invited God in to lead me for that day. I dropped expectations. I dropped what I thought and what I wanted. And I said, God, let your will be done. Knowing in that God's will He's going to do so many things. He's going to give me the strength to do, the strength to be, okay? And so I trust that. And over the years, I learned how to trust that, and I stopped getting in my own way. So one beautiful practice that I have, I listen, if, if, it's, if you feel in this, then do it, because I'm telling you, it makes me feel amazing, and it's changed my life. In the morning, as soon as you open your eyes, just tell God thank you. That's it. And maybe you're already doing it. So you already understand what I'm saying and how amazing it is. But if you're not, just as soon as you wake up, just understand that you have breath, you have life, and that is something to be thankful for. And that's how you start your day, okay? Now, I can't guarantee that every single solitary time that you wake up that you're not gonna have moments. You will, but you'll start to have less moments where you just wake up with a bad day. You will. Things will start to change. Doors will start to open because there's nothing more beautiful than a grateful heart. All right. <clears throat> Another thing is that you got to get some some habits. 
So to become intentional about your life, you have to have some habits around that. Like I said before, my daily habit is an exercise, prayer, meditation. You can do whatever. And you, you can do whatever makes you feel and puts you in a good space every day. You just have to explore that. You have to really dig deep into your subconscious, into your spirit, and find out what's important, what makes you feel good. Do you enjoy praying? Okay. Do you pray often enough? If you say, yes, I love praying, but I don't pray enough, then set some dedicated time to do that. If you don't have time to do it at home before work, do it on the on the way to the car, you know, and then make that time God's time every single day or as often as you can and make sure you're alone because this is your personal space. Um, Meditation. I love I started meditating probably about two years ago and I was not very good at it. And I'm still learning how to do and be better at this. So just please understand that everything I'm telling you. It's not a space for you to, to you arrive at. It is a continuous stream of growth that you will just continue to let flow through your life. So you're never really going to arrive. That's not the purpose of any of this. The purpose is to just get on the path of growing and keep growing. Okay. So what helped me out in the beginning was guided meditation. This stuff is free. You can go on YouTube and you can type in guided meditation. There's literally two types that I really enjoy. One is the Tibetan bowl sound where you hear the sound of the Tibetan bowl. You may hear some rain or a flute, maybe even an ocean in some of them. You just find one that your spirit gravitates to and let that guide you. And I actually came upon meditating on accident. <laughs> I was going through trying to get things together. I was, you know, wrestling with some things in my mind and I'll never forget the day it happened. I was working out and after my workout, naturally you're just tired. So after my workout, I would literally just lay out in the floor. Well, normally when I work out, I would listen to music. I ain't gonna lie. I like listening to trap music when I work out. <laughs> it's just, it motivates me, right? So normally I would be listening to some trap music laying on the floor because the workout is over, but the music is still going in my ear. And so this day, and I, I picked the music off of YouTube. So this day, I don't know how this happened, but I got into a Tibetan bowl on YouTube. I guess the trap music ran out and the next play was a Tibetan bowl. And so it started playing and I didn't stop it. I just laid there, eyes closed, resting, listening to this bowl, listening to this bowl music, Tibetan bowl music. And next thing I know, I have tears streaming down my eyes. And I'm like, where did I just go? What happened? I felt amazing. I felt good. I felt like I had released something, like something had left my spirit. Something had left my body, something heavy that I had been holding onto, a feeling. And so I said, okay, I think I'm onto something, right? Next day, I do the same thing, have my workout. My headphones are in after the workout because remember, I work out with trap music because that's my thing. Don't judge me. So after the workout, I go back to this Tibetan bowl music that I had before and I lay out on the floor, same as before. And this time I'm purposefully thinking of things. I'm searching through my mind for something that's important to me, something I want to heal, something I want to fix. And I was just letting my mind like go. Like I kept saying, where am I? What do I want to do? I want to fix something. What am I fixing? Where's the pain? Where's the hurt? Where's all this coming from? And I ended up at one of my childhood homes um, or just the area that we lived in as 
six-year-old Tanika. And there was no pain back there. It really wasn't. I had a great childhood. I had two sisters that I loved to play with. We had, I always had company. I was a very curious child. So there was no pain there. But I went back to my old neighborhood where I was raised for the majority of the time. And I remember as a girl, as a little kid, it was this long street. And I had friends that lived on that street. And because my mom didn't have a car at the time and, you know, we didn't have a lot. So we didn't go places a lot. And what we did, it was really local. We'd walk to my grandmother's house. She lived a block away or an aunt house who lived a block away. But for the most part, we just hung out at home a lot. And I remember being a kid and going up and down these streets and wishing like, God, you know, I just want to go somewhere. I've been that way my entire life. I've always wanted to go and travel and see the world. But even as a little kid, I knew there was more to life than this one street that I lived on where I was allowed to play with my friends and there was a park up the street. Um, there was a drugstore up the street and there was a laundromat up the street. And so my life, for the most part, consisted of us going in those places all on the same street. I just remember daydreaming and wanting to go, wanting to, you know, leave and travel and do things. And I couldn't. I was six and I had a huge imagination. So I went back to six-year-old Tanika and I saw myself six-year-old Tanika at this park that I used to love and play with with my friends and I just saw her and I'm me I'm grown Tanika and I'm, I'm standing there and I'm looking at six-year-old Tanika and she's beautiful she's amazing she's strong she's happy you know and yes she's daydreaming she's full of life and I just look at her and I say Tanika I love you and one thing I can promise you is that life gets so good for you. And I start to cry and I cry and I cry and I cry and I can't stop crying. And at the same time, y'all, I feel amazing. It's like weight just disappeared. I'm not worried about that thing anymore. I'm not worried about something anymore. I just showed myself the kind of love that I've been waiting for from me for a very long time. That is what kickstarted the whole wanting to meditate, learning how to meditate, and really connecting with what it does. It's not just sitting in quiet space. You cannot turn your mind off. You have to be like, you know, a Buddha or something to completely quiet your mind. That is not the point. And I think a lot of people don't try meditation because they think you're supposed to quiet your mind, but you're not. You're supposed to observe your thoughts and your emotion and your feelings in that moment. You're supposed to get to know yourself. You're supposed to, that's what you call digging deep and unpacking. And so one of the ways you can meditate, like I just said, is through the Tibetan bowl, which is one of my favorites. And another way is through guided meditation. And that's where you have um, meditation experts that will guide you through the meditation. They'll, they'll talk to you about your breathing. They'll tell you what to think about in that meditation. And those have been very, very powerful for me as well. So I would say, try it out, pray about it if that's what you need to do, but it's just you getting to know yourself. You understanding your thoughts and getting a deeper connection of who you are, who you really are. 
So that's daily habits. So another way that you can get intentional about your happiness is called self-talk. If you've ever taken at least one psychology course in your life, I know you've heard of this term self-talk and it's just what it is. How do you talk to yourself? Not in a way that you're, you know, having a full-blown conversation with yourself and expecting a response. Self-talk is any and everything that comes out of your mouth. You have to understand that you are responsible for the words that you speak and believe it or not, they have power. Not power over other people. Sure, you can say something really mean and piss somebody off or you can say something really nice and make them extremely happy. But the power that the words have, the hold that it has is over you, okay? So trust me when I tell you saying bad things and thinking bad things hurt no one but yourself. How do you talk when you, how do you talk about yourself? How do you think about yourself? You know, do you talk to yourself in a way where you are uplifting yourself? When you speak about yourself, is it uplifting? Is it with the utmost love and encouragement? Or do you say things like, ah, that's out of my reach. I can't do it. I'll never have it. It'll never happen. It's not possible. We got to get rid of those words. Not because I want you to be fake, but because I want you to understand that they're not true, okay? Luke 1, 3, and 7 says, faith does not make things easy. It makes them possible. The possible comes where if you're willing to put in the work, have the faith, have that mindset, then it's going to be possible for you. There's an absolute chance that this thing can happen, that this thing can work. So you got to be careful how you talk to yourself because guess what? You are listening. When you talk, you are listening. Your subconscious is eating it up. Your subconscious hears you tell yourself that you can't make it happen. It's not possible. That's out of my reach. I'm not good enough. Your subconscious hears all of that. You know what it does? It takes it, eats it up, turns it right around and says, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's not possible. And then your ego says, sure ain't. I told you so. Because if you even thought about making it happen, if you even went after that dream, you were going to fail anyway. So let's just stay right here in this uncomfortable comfort zone where you are and be happy. Be careful how you talk to yourself. Okay. Whenever you're thinking about doing something, let's say you have a dream or a goal that you want to push forward, go ahead and start talking about that thing as if it's already happened. Okay. Go ahead and start saying, I have a new business. I have a new job. I am in the midst of, you've got to act like it's there. And I know it might seem kind of uh, adolescent, but there's nothing adolescent about it. You are tricking your subconscious to believe that it's happening, that you want it, and you got to have faith in it. And so you got to start talking about it and don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to write about it. Now, you don't have to talk about it to everything, everyone that comes your way, because the thing about that is when you start telling people your dreams and your goals and it's not the right person to be telling, they will try their best to talk you out of it. And it's not because they don't want you to be happy, but God didn't give the dream to them or the vision. He gave it to you. So sometimes you got to keep that little flower to yourself until it's ready to bloom. Then you can talk about it because you've pushed past 
the doubt. You've pushed past not having enough confidence to do it. And now you're all, it's already done. So all they can say now is, wow, congratulations. I'm glad you did it versus I don't think you should do that because it's probably going to be bad. It's probably not going to work out and it's not a good idea. And listen, whenever you have a new idea or you're trying to be intentional about something, it's hard enough to get it off the ground with your personal thoughts about all the things that could go wrong. So do yourself a favor and don't invite someone else to that party to tell you, yeah, you're correct. It's not going to go right. Because then you're never going to get it off the ground. Your dream is going to stay right where it's at. Your happiness is never going to flow through you. So some things keep to yourself, but watch how you talk to yourself. And lastly, it's important to be happy where you are. And that basically just means that you have to choose to be happy now. Okay, now listen, I know you know, money's not in the bank. I know your car needs to be fixed. I know the rent is due in a couple days. I know you just lost your job. I know a family member is sick. I know you're dealing with your your health issues, right? I know the relationship was sour. I know that it hurt. I know your family's doing you wrong. I We can go on and on and on and on with this. But regardless of any of that, you have to make your first choice in life to be happiness. So that while you're living in your happiness, that when something happens, you do come off that happy mountain for a second and you deal with these emotions and all of this, but your self thermometer is going to push you right back up to where you live and that's to be happy. When things go wrong, you're going to come back down middle of the road, just okay, because this is happening, that's happening and I feel bad. But when you get over that feeling, and trust me, my beautiful people, you do get over those feelings. Those feelings don't stick to you forever. They do not last forever. Eventually, those feelings go away. Eventually, you start to feel better. And when you start to feel better, your subconscious, who you are, is going to take you back to your comfort zone. You have to start letting your comfort zone be a state of abundance, bliss, and happy. So you can learn how to live there. We are learning how to live there and be in those moments all the time so that your normal space is happy, it's joy, it's bliss, it's abundance. So you're creating, you're manifesting, you're using the beautiful tools that you've been given to survive and thrive and live in this life and enjoy it. There is nothing wrong with being happy. And if you notice, I haven't talked about money at all because this is not about money. This is not about money. Money comes later, okay? Money comes once you've gotten to your happy, once you've gotten into your creative, then the money's gonna find you. It's it's gonna find you. Listen, you have to understand that, let's think of some of the most richest people. Let's look at Jeff Bezos. I, as I say him because I love Amazon. It's, I'm always on that website. We all know he's like ridiculously, unimaginably rich, right? We also know that he had very humble beginnings. We also know that he started Amazon in his garage at when he was a lot younger and he didn't have the money he, he has now. Now, think about where he is, where he was all those years ago in that garage to where he is now. I can promise you that 80 to 90% of the work that he did was in his mind. He had to convince himself 
that he could do it. And in convincing himself that he could and believing in it and, and, and believing in it, talking about it, pushing out that negative self-talk, not allowing others to tell him he couldn't do it, he continued to work on it day after day after day after day until it became what it is. But the hardest work we will ever do is the work we do in our mind. And it has to start with being happy. So be happy where you are. I know things happen. I know life happens. But if you choose happy, it doesn't mean that these things are going to go away. It just means that you are opening yourself up for abundance and bliss. And why not be happy? I mean, seriously, if you could choose any emotion on the planet to be 99% of the time, why not choose happiness? Why not choose being humble, thankful, loving, caring in a trusting place in this world versus the flip side where you don't feel safe, you don't feel love, you don't trust anyone and you're not happy. You're dealing with depression, you're dealing with anxiety and you don't know what to do with it. You want to connect with people, but you can't because you shut yourself down. You want to be a part of something, but you can't because you're afraid that what, well, what might happen if you do that, right? The one thing we have to start understanding is that life really is good and it's net positive. What I mean by net positive means that life wants you to win. It wants all the good stuff to happen to you. It wants you to heal. It wants you to be taken care of. And the example that I was given when I was told that was that cut, if you cut your finger, immediately your body will start to heal itself without antibiotics, band-aids, alcohol, and all that other stuff that we put on our finger cuts. Your body immediately tries to heal itself. It tries to correct this negative thing immediately. There's a reason for that. And if you take that, and apply it to your life, think about all the beautiful, wonderful things that is trying its best to get a hold of you, that's trying to find you, okay? But you just keep sending off the wrong signal, the wrong vibration, and it's getting lost. That love, that peace, that happiness, that joy, that job, that partner, that life you want, it's getting lost in your thoughts, and it's getting lost in your vibration, and it can't find you. Clear the way. Let those things come. Because why wouldn't, why wouldn't these things want to come? Why wouldn't you, why don't you deserve to be happy and to have the things that you want in life and, and, and in this life and to be able to enjoy it? And I'm not talking money. I'm talking feeling good. Okay. But one thing I have learned is that if you want to feel good and you want to be happy, you've got to be intentional about your happiness. You have to protect it and understand that it's sacred and it's something that you have to own every single day now some days it's gonna be a lot tougher to stay on that happy high but your normal space should be happy bliss joy peace trust love okay and then as things happen because they do you come down you deal with those emotions those moments and that time and then when you're feeling better and those emotions have passed through you, you go right back to where you live, which should be the abundant bliss. Okay? This has been great. I am very passionate about people and how they see the world, how they feel about themselves, because I've been 
in some tough situations in life. I've been in some good situations in life. And one thing I do know is that some of the, a lot of the things that pulled me out of those situations was listening to other people that had been through it and they shared their story. And there was a moment, an aha moment where it was like, okay, so I'm not the only one. So listen, if I don't do anything else for you, I want to make sure that I, I get the message out to you that you are not the only one and that it's going to be more than okay. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. And remember, life is for living. Hey, hey, this has been Hill Health Happy Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Feel free to look me up on Instagram at I am Tanika. Thank you for listening. And remember, life is for living. See you soon.